Hello, I'm R.A. Spratt. I write and perform this podcast. If you'd like to support the show, I'm a children's author, so you can buy a book by me, or you can buy me a coffee by going to buymeacoffee.com slash stories R.A. Spratt. It's an easy way to make a small thank you gift to the show so I can keep kicking this can down the road. The podcast directory you're using right now should have a link to my Buy Me A Coffee page in the show notes, or you can type it into your browser. That's buymeacoffee.com slash stories R.A. Spratt. All contributions are gratefully appreciated. Hello and welcome to Bedtime Stories with me, R.A. Spratt. Okay, well, last time on the podcast, Dad found 136 listening devices hidden in the house, which scared him, so he wanted to run away in his home-built helicopter. But April, Finn and Joe refused to go with him, partly because they thought the whole thing was silly and partly because they thought the helicopter looked really dangerous. So we're going to pick up the story there with Chapter 17 framed again. Here we go. Joe, Finn and April paused before they entered the school gates. Pumpkin stopped to chew on the sign that said, no dogs on the school grounds. Well, today can't be as bad as yesterday, said Finn, philosophically. Of course it can, nitwit, said April. Yesterday was bad, but none of us suffered irreparable brain injuries or had our legs bitten off by crocodiles. I'd rather suffer a brain injury than have to face Daisy again, said Joe. Is she ugly, asked Finn. Worse, said Joe. Incredibly good looking. She's absolutely terrifying. Do you want me to wrestle her for you, asked April. Joe did consider this for a second. Better not, he decided. She might like it. Joe pushed open the gate and headed off towards the senior playground. Finn and April reluctantly made their way to the junior area. As they crossed the playground, there were no words of abuse or sneering comments. They were met with eerie silence. All conversations stopped as they approached. People glared and moved away as if they were diseased. It was only 50 metres to the veranda where they had to drop their bags, but the walk seemed to take forever. What are you looking at? April snapped at a small girl who hadn't moved away quickly enough. The girl didn't respond, except to scurry off. It only took two days to become the most unpopular kids in school, said Finn. Pfft, said April. They'll come around. I've got a cute, adorable puppy. At that moment, Pumpkin was going to the toilet on someone's backpack. Finn loathed his sister in so many ways, but he had to admire her blind stubbornness and determination. Anyway, who wants to be friends with these weirdos, said April. Finn watched the rest of the kids in the playground. I think, by any objective measure, we are the weirdos in this scenario. You are, agreed April, but I'm the coolest kid in this school. They're just too dumb to know it. Okay, said Finn. Sometimes it was easier not to argue, especially if you didn't want a black eye before first period. The bell rang. Matilda ran over and swept up her bag. It had been near Finn's feet. You stay away from my roach, said Matilda, clutching her bag to her chest. I didn't do anything, argued Finn. Yeah, right, said Matilda. Everyone knows what happened at the cafe. Really? We don't know and we were there, said April. Just stay away, said Matilda, slinging her backpack up onto her shoulder. Hey, why is my bag wet? Good dog, Pumpkin, said April. He sat proudly at her feet while she gave him a pat. Maybe I will kill some cockroaches today, muttered April, just to show these country kids a thing or two. 
Finn grabbed April by the forearm. Don't! Please don't! We have to live here! There are no other schools we can get transferred to! Come in, said Miss Hickson, their art teacher. April relaxed. She liked art. Finn suspected there was some therapeutic value for her, like basket weaving. It pacified her. We're going to be doing abstract expressionism today, said Miss Hickson happily. Every student had a square metre of canvas and five litres of paint in each of the primary colours plus black and white. But what do you want us to paint, asked Finn. Your emotions, said Miss Hickson. An emotion isn't a thing, said Finn. You can't paint it. I want you to express your feelings, said Miss Hickson. But what if I don't have feelings, said Finn, or they're so repressed I don't know what they are? Feelings were not Finn's greatest strength. He could do fear, stress and irritation, but the more subtle gradations in between were beyond him. Just paint that then, said Miss Hickson, beginning to get peevish. Finn looked around. April was already squirting big dollops of paint on her canvas. She had a manic but uncharacteristically joyful expression on her face. The rest of the class seemed to be getting into the spirit of it too. There were squeals of delight and giggles as paint went everywhere. Finn sighed. He didn't care what Miss Hickson said. He was not going to express his emotions. He didn't want to. If he used the paint to make as much mess as possible, he was sure she wouldn't be able to tell the difference. The double lesson passed quickly. The painting only took half an hour, but cleaning up after the painting filled the rest of the time and somehow made the students messier. The sinks were outside the classroom, and if you cram 30 teenagers around a trough full of water, it is almost impossible to avoid a water fight, especially when there is so much cockroach-related tension in the air. It started when someone accidentally tipped a bucket of dirty water all over April, then escalated when she threw a dozen filthy paintbrushes back. Unfortunately, she missed the person who doused her and got seven innocent bystanders. Then it was on. The whole class was grabbing every nearby receptacle and hurling as much water as possible through the air. To start with, April was the target of most of it. But as more water went astray, more side battles were created until everyone was just trying to get everyone else wet. Enough! bellowed Miss Hickson. Everyone froze mid-water fight, suddenly conscious of what they had done. They were all drenched, and the art equipment was strewn everywhere. Several water jugs had ended up on the roof, and paintbrushes were caught up in a nearby tree. Pumpkin was now largely blue. There was a dreadful pause as they waited, wondering what Miss Hickson was going to scream at them. But she did something much more shocking. She broke into an enormous smile. Well done, everyone, Miss Hickson beamed. You've truly embraced the anarchic spirit of expressionist art. I'm very proud. The class collectively unclenched. There was a sense of dizzying euphoria, like you only get when you know you've got away with something you really shouldn't have. Now, if you'll just clean up the mess you've made cleaning up, said Miss Hickson, you should finish in time for the bell. The class hastily sorted out the mess, actually working well as a team to hoist the smallest member of the class, which happened to be Finn, up onto the roof to get down the containers. They knocked the paintbrushes out of the tree with some handy, good-sized rocks and were soon finished. Things didn't exactly look tidy, but nor could you tell that there'd been a near-disaster-level mess 15 minutes earlier. Well done! Class dismissed, said Miss Hickson, as the hooter sounded. The class started packing up their bags and chattering amongst themselves. "'You see,' said April defiantly, "'I told you today was going to be better.' Finn smiled. He had actually enjoyed art. That was practically a miracle. 
Perhaps April was right. Suddenly, there was a blood-curdling scream. Ah! April leapt up onto the desk. What is it? A snake? A time bomb? My roach, wailed Matilda. My roach! Matilda was holding a chocolate box with the lid open, but the look on her face was a thousand times worse than the look of someone who'd just discovered that the only chocolates left were Turkish Delight. What's she going on about, asked April. I don't think she had chocolates in that box, said Finn. People were gathering around Matilda to look. It was you, accused Matilda, pointing at April. You did this. You said you would. Do what, asked April in exasperation. Matilda turned the box around to show her. This! April and Finn saw Matilda's roach. It was floating on top of a pool of what looked like bright red blood. How can a cockroach bleed that much? asked April. That's not blood, said Finn. It's paint. You drowned Bertha in paint, accused Matilda. I did not, cried April. Look, said Animish, pointing at April's painting. She didn't use red paint in her picture. Exactly, said Matilda. She couldn't. She was hoarding it all to drown my poor Bertha. But I never had a chance, protested April. The class has been together the whole time. You could have snuck back in while we were having the water fight, said Matilda. No one would have noticed. Miss Hickson would have noticed, argued April. Actually, I wouldn't, said Miss Hickson. While you were outside enjoying yourselves, I was brewing a nice cup of tea. I find I always need a nice cup of tea by the end of Year 8 art. But I didn't do it, wailed April. You said you were going to kill our cockroaches, said Matilda. I heard you right before art. But she didn't mean it, said Finn. Yes, I did, said April. These kids are really ticking me off. I meant it all right, but I didn't do it. I was too busy. I'm telling Mr Lang, said Matilda. Tattletale, sneered April. Murderer, accused Matilda. Wait, cried Finn, looking at the cockroach in the box. I just saw Bertha move. Ah, wailed Matilda. She's dying slowly. My poor, poor baby. I'll step on her if you like to speed things up, offered April. Matilda lunged for April, which was a mistake. April had been waiting for a chance to use some of her judo moves. The two girls wrestled about under the tables, noisily banging into the chairs. Pumpkin joined in, yapping and snapping at Matilda's skirt, trying to get a good grip. The class was loudly cheering Matilda on, so no one noticed at first when Finn scooped up Bertha with his bare hand. Now Finn's attacking Bertha, Animus yelled over the ruckus. No, I'm not, said Finn, hurrying towards Miss Hickson's desk. I'm trying to save her. It's not too late. Miss Hickson had a single wash basin. Finn turned the tap on to a gentle pressure and held the cockroach underneath a stream of water, rinsing the red paint away. Then he turned her over and rinsed her underside. The room fell silent as they watched Finn work. He grabbed a biro, broke off the end with his teeth and pulled out the ink tube. He used the pen's plastic shell as a pipette to flush water over the roach's delicate antennae until they were entirely clean. Then he took off his ugly school hat, laid it on the desk, and gently placed the roach on top. It didn't move. (gasps) Oh, she's dead, wailed Matilda. What am I going to do? I'll never find another roach that good in time. Hush up, said Finn. He'd started to blow gently on the roach. Its antenna and wings quivered a little in the breeze. He blew gently again and again. Suddenly, a leg twitched. I don't believe it, cried Animish. He's doing CPR on a roach and it's working. 
Finn kept blowing. The water was slowly drying off the cockroach. A second later, its antennae quivered, and it scurried forward a couple of steps. Two more breaths, and the roach scurried right off the cap and tried to hide in Miss Hickson's pencil case. It's a miracle, breathed Matilda. You should say thank you, said April. I wouldn't have to say thank you to anyone if you hadn't tried to kill her in the first place, shouted Matilda. It wasn't me, cried April. Okay, that's enough, said Miss Hickson. The cockroach is fine. I'll find a clean box you can put her in, Matilda. But as Miss Hickson turned away and the rest of the class started to gather their things, there was another blood-curdling scream. Ah! cried Matilda. She was as white as a sheet and there was a horrified look on her face. Pumpkin was standing on top of the table, chewing something. That dog is eating my cockroach, accused Matilda. How do you know, said April. He jumped onto the table and snapped her up, said Matilda, shuddering at the horror of it all. I saw him do it. You've got no proof, yelled April. Unfortunately, at that moment, Pumpkin stopped chewing, swallowed, burped, and a cockroach leg fell out of his mouth. Pumpkin sat proudly on the desk, expecting everyone to be impressed by what he had done. Oh, dear, said Finn. Ah, said Matilda, as she dissolved into hysterical weeping. Finn, April... You'd better go and see Mr. Lang, ordered Miss Hickson, and take that dog with you. The end. That's it for now. Until next time, goodbye.